0: Hey there, all marketing school listeners, it's Bab here, and I'm going to ask you whether you are ready to take your marketing prowess to the next level. If the answer is yes, then you are in luck, because applications are open for our eight-week old marketing school certification. This isn't just any certification. It's designed for the modern marketer, the ones just like you, who are hungry to make a genuine difference. Picture this you're armed with a bespoke marketing toolkit that saves you hours, allowing you to laser focus on building those invaluable relationships with your super fans. With us, marketing becomes more than just a task. It's human, impactful, and I dare to say it, fun. Let's bring back the joy, toss confetti in the air, and play your favorite hype song as you ace your campaigns. But why join us? Okay, let me break this down. We have proven processes and frameworks, so you can learn straight from industry leaders. You also will get your very own marketing operating systems and ready-to-use templates, a toolkit designed to bring you clarity and order into the marketing chaos. Plus, a private community and accountability groups to surround yourself with driven individuals, all on the same journey. And for those craving direct feedback, we've got hot seat sessions and expert panels, so you can get insights on latest trends and also get personalized feedback on your assignments and work. So are you ready to make people absolutely fall head over ears for you and your work? All the details are laid out in our curriculum. To get it, simply head to amschool.click slash curriculum. That's amschool.click slash curriculums. The next chapter of your marketing story starts with us. See you in class. Welcome to Alt Marketing School. We are proudly bringing together a new wave of marketers, just like yourself. We want to provide you with the skills to speak to your audience perfectly, empower clients with winning strategies to market their brands, champion their values, and make a positive impact in the online world. My name is Fab, and I'm your host. May the class begin. Hello, everyone. If you are new to this podcast, we wanted to know something when we start this today. Jess is with me today for our monthly catch-up and check-in on social media and all the news. But before we even get into it, we just want everybody collectively as a community to go and watch Debug from Jason Momoa <laughs> on Freebie. <laughs> now, Jess, like, between Shinda's List and you know The Godfather, which level of awesomeness is this movie for you because you recommended it, I haven't even watched it yet but I know it's going to be probably Oscar level, It just missed it by a snag, tell me more It's the
1: deepest movie it's like Nietzsche level stuff this movie changed my life and it's the most complex confusing riddle I've ever seen and I I just because I had to go through it. I really want everybody to go through it too. And I want us to collectively ask Jason Momoa, just why?
0: I mean, it was 2014. So as we both speculated and you actually suggested, they're probably now trying to hide it. And Freebie was like, wait a second, this movie is still out in the world. Jason Momoa, now people love him. So let's bring it back up and see if that can actually be a forgiving factor. Apparently not. Apparently not. So, well. When I'm
1: feeling depressed, I always watch a space movie. Space movies are my safe place. And Jay, I saw a space movie, Jason Momoa. Oh, that's like, amazing. <laughs> and Truby gave me this.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, there's another movie that is really, in my opinion, is, is really bad. And now, let me see if I can find it. And I'm sorry, I'm going to stand by this. I don't know if you ever watched it. I think it's still on Prime. It's, um, it's called The Assignment with Michelle Rodriguez and Sigourney Weaver. It's not a space movie. But, everyone, it, it, it has got pearls in it. It's so confusing. It's so random. Now, Jess is going to... If if you just look at also the screenshots, everyone, like if you go on, on A Little Rabbit Hole, just the plot doesn't make sense. Anything, nothing makes sense. It's just, it's so bad. It's so bad. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to spoil it again because the plot is absolutely insane. And I'm just like, there's Michelle Rodriguez, who I love. And there's Tegany Weaver. There's bloody replay in there. And I'm like, what are you doing? so yeah like you know is those right. things where you're like people want to hide these movies but we're gonna find them because sadly the streaming platforms are like well we need to give people more options so let's bring out let's bring out the bad ones let's bring <laughs> out the questionable ones i love that okay so my assignment for next month as we reconvene and everybody else listening dear listeners is to watch debug and then we can have uh kind of quick outtakes of uh, debug at the beginning of the next episode and everybody else can share also with us (laughs) what their thoughts are
1: i just need to talk about it with someone anyone
0: please (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna take this and i'm gonna run with it i'm gonna be the one so you and and potentially all our listeners as well because now (laughs) everybody's keen she suggested a drinking game as well I don't drink but I I could do it with any other drink of choice and potentially get like kombucha bloating from it so I'm I'm happy to Mm -hmm, do that every mm -hmm. single time you cringe you drink something whatever it is so I'll take that I'll I'll let you know it goes (laughs) Uh, talking about more more cringe I was gonna say no but um (laughs) this month I was like I was looking at things and to be honest, I, I know that places like TikTok and Instagram will always give me something to talk about regardless of what happens in life. But I found something interesting that came out a while back, obviously, but I think a lot of people have not realized it or they're not really using it to its potential. And there's a lot of platforms that are lengthening things. This is the theme of the month, like lengthening things, whether it's uh, captions, whether it's a uh, time for stories everything is lengthened these days so yeah i just wanted to kind of like go back to it especially the first lengthening element the first new feature is that tiktok did increase its description to quite a lot compared to what it used to be 2200 characters is a lot and i really think it goes back to something else i want to talk about which is tiktok becoming such a big search engine for so many people which i find fascinating so have you actually seen the difference? Have you tested captions in different ways? And what impact do you think is going to have as well? Because I found it really interesting for the platform.
1: It is interesting for the platform. It's, I think as the platform's getting bigger, it, it needed, the users needed more characters so their audience could find them. Like there's only so much you could say in a short caption. I think some TikTok might have been getting some backlash because people said they could write really long captions. But on the, on the platform itself, reading captions, long captions over videos is quite like difficult. So I think it might be good for SEO. I haven't noticed a difference yet. But um, I've I've I tested it. I've done some long captions. I've even cop started copy and pasting like my Instagram captions to TikTok and using the same content just to see like if it would make any difference. I mean, it's a good thing that we've got the extra captions. I just want them to make the reading of them a bit more user-friendly.
0: I agree. I think one of the things is that, for me, what it sounds like, and I love that you mentioned a couple of points that make you think about it almost... It's more like the caption becomes a description on YouTube that when you decide to read it, it gives you more information or extra links and resources rather than the caption you would have on places like Instagram, for example. I think that to me is the mental difference. And you're right. If that is the aim, which sounds like it because TikTok appreciates that it's becoming a quick search engine. So you do it for SEO, that's great. But then you have to think about the user experience. And I agree. I think right now it just, it doesn't really encourage me to like the first thing I will do instead of reading the full caption is actually look at the comments just because of how the platform is set up right now. So yeah, I agree. I think if it has to become something that you want users to do. It will have to look different, but I genuinely think TikTok this time thought about SEO first more than anything else. I think.
1: Yeah. I mean, you could even just fill your caption with keywords if you wanted to like, like i don't know like with instagram you know you do some people do it like dots and then they have all their hashtags so on tiktok you can it's recommended you use five to seven hashtags maybe i could try using just putting keywords instead of hashtags in your content but i just feel like when you get into that kind of stuff that it feels like a hack and it feels like something that's going to help you but I'm um, part of me is like it's just just focus on the content <laughs> You just need strong content out there. Don't worry so much about the keywords and the hashtags and how long your captions are going to be. If you're a small business owner, I just want you to focus on clear content. That's it. Worry about all that later. But if you've done that, you're like, my content's great. I'm doing great. Test out putting keywords in your captions. Test out writing long captions. See what works.
0: I agree. I I think it's, as you say, and I love that you mentioned this, it's all about the fact that they get the shiny object syndrome of a new hack. And to be honest, on TikTok, I think it's a bit less still because, realistically speaking, you still get a bit more traction regardless. Whereas, yeah, I'm going back to Instagram. Sorry, everyone. I'm just like looping back in. But it's true. Like, uh, again, broken record. But you look at content and Insta gurus say, well, reach is going down again, et cetera, et cetera. And so obviously, I think also when there's a bit of lack of education or not knowing exactly where to get reliable information, then you're like, oh, what are the quick fixes that I can do? And as you say, Mm. okay, get to content scene. But I agree with you. If it doesn't speak to your audience, if it's not hyper relevant, if it doesn't actually kind of bring that value that they're looking for, you know, it will go so far. What I'm wondering about, and I will love your opinion talking about hashtags since we bridged it, is... I personally don't bother as much anymore with hashtags. I will be quite honest. I use them as keywords a bit with some of the content is a bit niche. And maybe it's like, it really helps kind of for the explore feed sake, it helps understanding what it is, but that's mainly why I use it. Not even as much as heavy discoverability, but mainly as almost like the keyword effect. And I I still see a lot of people just talking about hashtags. and People say, don't even bother. Where do you stand by that personally? Because I genuinely think it's also about personal preference and Actually, like priorities. So we
1: could. I'll break it down by a platform. LinkedIn. I'm like, don't do worry about hashtags. <laughs> don't even worry about them. They're not. They're not a thing for LinkedIn. Like, I see people use them. I've never seen any content for me come up via a hashtag. Even if I'm following one, I don't get prompts on my LinkedIn feed for hashtags. It's never helped any of my content. or well, my clients' content. On LinkedIn, focus on making that connection and chatting with your target audience. That's the only thing I want you to focus on LinkedIn. On Instagram, it's so oversaturated with content, like using five hashtags, using 30 hashtags. This is is how hashtags work on Instagram. So it starts with you making the content and putting a post on the platform. And then if that post performs well then as in if your current audience already like it and are like engaging with it then the post will get more reach via the I don't know what it's called the stuff in the geo stuff in the in the photo in the actual post I don't know what that's called Instagram Um, look at the post it's it. like
0: the, it's like a combination of geodata and metadata as well. So it's like basically yeah. kind of how so Instagram kind of ranks the content or kind of like defines what the content yeah. is. Just to explain.
1: Yeah, so it will take it will take that information first and push it to people that are interested in it, and then your hashtags will turn on and it will push it by the Explore page. So it's like right at the end. But your content first has to get the approval of your current following. If they don't interact with it, now this isn't the same for Reels. This is just posts. If you if they don't interact with that post, then it won't go anywhere. So don't even worry about your hashtags. So if you're in the beginning phase, all I want you to do is focus on making your Instagram content work for your current following, or if it's not working, discover the following that it will work for, bring them to you, and yada, yada, yada. And then you can think about hashtags. And when you do get there, now we're in okay i want to start utilizing hashtags i use an app called flick it's the best app i don't even have to think about hashtags anymore i just put in words that are relevant to the post and relevant to my industry and who i'm trying to hit and this algorithm does it all for me so i highly recommend flick for hashtag research I'm going on such a rant, but it's completely different for Reels because Reels has like a new, a different place it lives. Because your reel can grow without a caption or hashtags, and I don't particularly know how that works. But you can, I've seen people put Reels up and it just, they just soar through the algorithm. So I don't think hashtags make that big of a difference to reels it, the content just has to be clear and i think again it reads the metadata from the reel more than it does with caption and
0: <laughs> hashtags i'm gonna add actually a little point here um we do have an article that goes for how the algorithm works so to speak where actually a broke down there's more reasons that I've, I've updated all the time based on some of the information that instagram gave us so i just want to kind of interject that to say i'm going to put the link in the show notes if you want to read it because obviously I keep it up to date, but based on what you said, which is all correct, it is also based on the metadata and different elements because the reels actually have different elements to it. Like if you could break break it down, there's the video itself, there's the audio. But honestly, the algorithm is slightly different now, but, and slightly actually goes a long way between the feed, the explore and reels. They are all different algorithms. They're the same little family. (laughs) Everyone, everybody's different, which is also why again, as you say, can be mind-boggling because the content will act differently or will be found or show up differently. So you're 100% right. Uh, and the real one currently is the most complex for obvious reason because they're trying to push it. So, so yeah, I just wanted to interject and say we do have a little written guide that talks about currently where is it at this week. God knows. Do you know what? I just thought content. of a...
1: I've got a content idea you can do for Alt Marketing School to repurpose that blog into a reel talking about the algorithm. Go on. Have you seen, uh, what's that movie, Bruno? We don't talk about Bruno. Yeah, you know the songs like, like Family Roundup? Have you seen that trend? Yeah. And you'd be like, This is Dolores. And then you could talk about the grid algorithm. Mm-hmm. This is the, <laughs> and talk about the other algorithm. <laughs> It would be it would be, fi- div- be not an easy reel to make, but I think it would do really well.
0: If you find the audio, send it to me because I know what which one it is. But I genuinely never come across it. I think I only saw it once, and so I can try and do a little less search. But if you do find it at some point, just send it to me. See, this I'll is find it in literally one second, <laughs> and then it's <laughs> going to be waiting for me in my little DM inbox. Woo! Thank you. <laughs> See, and then we come
1: to TikTok. And gone,
0: gone. Gone. <laughs> <Enough>. Gone. <laughs> Little breath. I mean, if you wanted, I can add on, on on Twitter as well afterwards and just kind of like bring it to town. Yeah, so you can please. do that. And I, yeah, Twitter and Pinterest I'm going to do afterwards. So off we go. I'll leave you to TikTok in a second.
1: <laughs> so I'm just, I found the sound, so I'm DMing it to you now in all marketing school. Boom. There you go. <laughs> TikTok. So TikTok, this is how I use it hashtags this is how i use hashtags for all of my clients and it's working two of my clients went viral last week on tiktok and it's still working for instagram as well everyone's going getting these amazing reach at the moment it makes me very happy i'm not just to say my page isn't but my clients are doing great so universe whatever you're whatever you're doing tiktok and hashtags I want you to always use three to five hashtags and think about number one, dominating a hashtag. So the hashtag that I dominate on TikTok is social media coach UK. If you put that hashtag in, you'll see me everywhere. So it's quite generic. It's a bit niche, but it's generic enough that I will show up in it because I use it every single post. And then I use two hashtags that are for my target audience. So I use small business, sorry, small business and small biz UK. Cause those, those are the people that I'm trying to attract to my content, cause they're going to get the most out of it. And then I put two more hashtags that are really specific to the piece of content that I'm putting out there. So it describes the content more like a keyword. That's the hashtag secret
0: for TikTok. Not so secret, secret. Okay, pass me the ball, pass me the ball. Okay, I got the ball, thanks. Um, So uh, for Twitter, just because I wanted to kind of cover that as well. For Twitter, actually, there is really not necessarily rhyme or reason. However, there are some hashtags that are really useful for conversation building. Think about ask Twitter if you actually do have a question or you want a recommendation. Think about a journal request if you're looking for PRs. So I genuinely say look at it almost in itself as a micro-search engine or almost like as a micro-recommendation tool when it comes to it. So it can be great if you are also recommending something. However, what I would say is that keywords are more important on Twitter because actually what Twitter does in the Explore and also in your feed, it recommends things based on topics. So again, a bit like what just said about honing a hashtag. If you start owning some keywords, whether it's in your tweets or in your username, and actually using them a lot, like I, I'm one of mine is reclaim your time, and I talk a lot about productivity, then the productivity topic, for example, you will start showing up. So that's kind of how it works in two different ways. And Pinterest, I also wanted to add, because it's the little underdog, which I still do love. And I use it probably more than most people, even for uh, paid as well, not just organic. That is really interesting. Is now a bit less prominent. However, Pinterest is also very good for discoverability on hashtags, just like caption keywords so or description keywords. So this, descriptions are very, very important for keyword research, because Pinterest is a social sen- search engine. Instead of everybody else, it is literally a social search engine. However, hashtags is really interesting because they're still used to actually recommend in the search feed, but especially in desktop, it actually helps categorizing your content better. So there is a point in maybe having a couple, but even less than TikTok, I would say is literally about having a couple of very, very almost category based hashtags instead of thinking about super niche because remember, it's a search engine. So it's a bit like in Google, it will go and look for specific things, but at the end of the day, you almost want to be categorized into a wider sort of group because, like Pinterest, categorizes based on categories, not on specific things like paleo coconut energy balls. That's super specific. But if it was paleo food or paleo Delicious. recipes, I know right? <laughs> uh, you can tell I'm hungry, but I'm always hungry. um So that's kind of mm-hmm. how it works. So. I think, especially for Instagram and TikTok, it makes more sense to actually look at it in a more specific and detailed way from a hashtag perspective, even if Instagram has changed. Whereas for Twitter and Pinterest, for example, they tend to be a bit overlooked. But actually, when you look at them, they are different because of the different intent in their platforms as well. So I hope we gave you a good roundup. I think we did great. I'm humble. And I'm going to say, I think we did excellent. What do you reckon? 100%, slay, slayed. <laughs> you're welcome everyone <laughs> you're very very welcome we made hashtag sexy we can do that too team so we we'll chuffed with that now talking about length I have one more thing to talk about when it comes to length which we I genuinely think we talked about it before because it has happened it's been released slowly for a while now but I now I'm living with it a bit more the Instagram stories they're under 60 seconds sorry over 60 seconds obviously are still broken up but anything that is above 15 and under 60 is now one beautiful story. And I'm living it a lot more because I do a lot of talking heads. And, and I do follow people that do a lot more talking heads. And if anything, it does encourage people to use captions, which I appreciate because, I'll be honest, I often don't listen to that what's actually happening. I just like to read. So I'm quite happy personally with it. And I know that some of my clients or our students like it because actually they can do like better groups of stories and use talking heads better I don't know what's your experience or what's your client's experience or if it's changed anything but what I know is that a lot of people that I talk to now use captions more because it's harder to just write a bit of an explanation of a whole minute of explaining things uh, when it comes to like just writing text overload but I don't know what what's your experience and what are your thoughts because now it's been out for a while for most people I think
1: if a video isn't captioned, I literally can't hear it. <laughs> I literally can't hear it. It's like I, I will, my brain does not compute. I don't have the focus to sit and watch someone talking to camera if they don't have their captions on. Like I'm the kind of girl that watches Netflix with the captions on. Are you watching the new Lord of the Rings um, thing on Prime?
0: No, I'm not. There's a need captions. Yeah, it does. Yeah.
1: Bad. I always turn it on. I can't keep up with it. Elvish.
0: <laughs> I mean, if you did, I would be impressed. I'll be honest. <laughs> that will be another life skill. But like, yes, slaying it in Elvish. To be honest, though, I am. Um, I I am a second. I'm a second language, obviously, uh, English speaker, which means I had captions when I came to this country because it helped me. And also my husband is uh, partially, mostly deaf as well. So for us, it's just the norm to have captions because it helps him and sometimes, and used to help me. So I kind of use it a bit more, has a little crutch these days, but it really helps me making sure that I'm not losing anything. So I agree. I think a lot of people consume normal media with captions if they can, because it can be easier. So I see where you're going with it. Please continue.
1: But it's also, as good as it is for me and my selfish reasons, It's really good for content. When a piece of content, be it a story or a video, has captions on it, captions and a title, it makes a viewer go, Oh, this person's got something to say. Because it's like an unconscious thing. They like, Oh, they went to the effort to putting captions in a title. They must be talking about something important. Captions, (laughs) it automatically makes you look smart. I don't like everyone's smart. But it makes me feel like, oh, this person's saying something that I really need to listen to. They must be really smart with their captions. When my captions don't work, so sometimes the app will like have be buggy and it won't let me add captions, I will take the time to write it out. I really will because I want people to pause on my content and listen to what I'm saying. And it's just it helps retain – it helps people stay on your video longer, which helps the algorithm – Like my story views since my personal story views were used to be consistently around 100, 150. They spike whenever something's going on with my health because I'm really open about that. But since adding captions, my story views are now 250, 350 consistently. And I've got, again, I've got a really small following. But having those captions makes people stay on my videos longer, which means... My stories are being pushed out to more people.
0: I love that. These are actually excellent points. I'm going to reiterate a few that you didn't mention just because, again, I'm really strong about accessibility um, for, again, quite a few obvious reasons that I also mentioned. So I think that's another thing to bear in mind, accessibility. And also, I remember literally when with Becca used to be our our news co-host. We would like beg Instagram to release native captions because it took so long comparatively. So honestly, from an accessibility standpoint, it also helps people. I always said, obviously, everybody should take as as you're doing proactive initiative and maybe write things down if needed. But we're all lazy. I love us. I love humans, but humans are lazy. So if you help us making things easier, then people are more likely to do it. And one final thing I also wanted to mention when it comes to captions, which I think is also great. I love that you mentioned also adding titles if needed. There's also something to be said about the fact that in an ideal world, for most video content, we'll be able to craft a hook at the beginning, yeah? Most most of us will be able to start the video by saying something interesting or maybe like a bit thought-provoking, but not every single time, especially in your stories. You're not thinking, okay, how can I prepare this? So whether it's the title, whether it's actually captioning so you can start reading, I think it gives people context. Like we talk about super fans or like the people that maybe used to watch your stories already anyway, they will probably still give you the benefit of the doubt and listen or watch. But for the newer people, they might be like, okay, what is this about? Is it actually relevant to me? So you're actually doing yourself a favor by setting the scene when you don't have the time or you're not thinking about creating a hook to start off with. That would be my other two points. So I think we're given enough compelling reasons to start using captions, I believe.
1: I just remembered what I wanted to bring to the table.
0: <gasps> <Gone. laughs> bring it to the table.
1: <laughs> okay, okay, okay. It's, it's, it's in the realm of Instagram stories, but I completely agree with you, especially for accessibility. But also like for the people who are tired at the end of the day and watching your stories, give them captions. Give them, it's not, it's one button. Write it out, take a minute. Not hard. Come on guys. Okay. So have you this is my little thing that I learned. And it might it might be it might be bullshit, but I'm I'm I think it's real. Where have you ever had someone in your and recently I've seen it a lot? Someone in your Instagram stories with like a really weird name. It's like almost made up. Like and it always has something about sex. Have you seen this? Have you seen like these things in your stories? with no face and you don't know who they are it feels like bots and spam but they're watching your stories consistently
0: like like consistent bots oh god now now i'm panicking okay if you can't see it on the if you are if you're listening and you can't see it then let me just say that they do look like bots because it's obviously not not person as well no face um so it's not like on mine. look at your
1: instagram stories I've I've seen it come up quite a lot not just for me but for a few of my circle as well I have the same names or different names but always like no face and really like provocative
0: mm-hmm. no I only have people I'm going to look at also a marketing school one because maybe it's different no both of them are currently as it stands only people
1: <laughs> they okay. look like only the people good, so I think
0: <laughs> like because we I've learned like, very small so. comparatively I believe as well but that's interesting so basically,
1: allegedly, those are real people that are using. There's this website where you can view Instagram stories anonymously, and that's just the username the website generates for you, so it looks like a bot.
0: That is so creepy, though. My I'm sorry. my
1: stories are open. Anybody can use it, apart from like the people, like the exes that I've blocked.
0: But it's my so stories weird. are open. I know why why would you do? it's almost like even if you were competition let's say which is to me also mind-boggling but who cares I mean obviously you want to potentially look at who's viewing your stories and you mind going a bit of a hunt but what's the worst that can happen that's literally what I'm like come on people like it's, it's okay wow Wow! I mean that I, I didn't expect the extra twist at the end interesting I know I Jesus. know that's that's
1: the twist that's the oh so either I'm thinking it's Either competition or this one guy, John. John, please stop. <laughs>
0: please stop, John. John, if you're listening, it's okay. You can you can watch the stories with your real user. We are fine. Jess is fine with you. He's <laughs> less <that's> creepy. Cool. <laughs> John is a lot less creepy right now. We called you out on a podcast. I'm sorry, but Jess, I think Jess is done with all of those done, random John. users. Especially because it means John's is watching about ten times over, You're just coming back again and again and again. So seems a is, lot. That is brilliant, John. John, we're done. Right okay, now, now every single time I'm going to look at my stories, I'm going to look out for it, and I'm going to get life free. Can you imagine how people are actually going to do it more just to spy? It's just like, hello, <laughs> like, we know it's you, John. <laughs> so careful, <laughs> careful, because we know it's you. It's like it's almost like the Instagram version of. Trying to go on like Facebook or LinkedIn and look at people's stuff anonymously, making sure that they don't know that you view their profile. You know, I think yeah. Facebook now actually took it out as an option because it was well creepy. And you kind of like kind of quietly so go on, creepy. but Instagram still does it a bit. Sorry, not Instagram. LinkedIn still does it a bit. And it's still a bit weird sometimes because it's like, you know, I maybe just want to look at what my friends are up to from a professional level. And you're like, oh, it's so weird. So. <laughs> Thank you for kind of getting down that memory lane as well. Um, James, I've got one more thing I wanted to share, actually, which is not based on this, but uh, I'm not sure I'm going to get back from it. (laughs) But it's based on what we talked about a bit today anyway, which is a piece of news from TechCrunch for the past month as well, which goes back to the beginning talking about discoverability and stuff. But it's got loads of stats, by the way, but it's really interesting to see the amount of news consumption that happens on social media these days. Again, it goes back to SEO and stuff too. But honestly, Facebook is still at the top, by the way. I just want people to know, uh, which is kind of not surprising just because of the amount of users, I think, and all the generations actually consume it there. YouTube is also really high. Instagram, surprisingly, is high as well, which for news consumption, I'm a, I'm a bit surprised, to be honest. And Twitter is fourth still, Yes. Twitter is still fourth, which you kind of understand because it's very much breaking news. But as I mentioned at the beginning briefly, TikTok is going up and up and up, and it's really, really interesting as well. So even for news consumption, that's where people are kind of kind of digesting their news. And I'm kind of wondering whether it's also because media companies are, are using, obviously, these tools a bit more to share pieces of news. But I think there's also an element of even other people and are the users participating into it and so amplifying that so I find it really interesting I'm wondering whether you know whether this is going to become the way and whether actually people are going to start jumping on some of these conversations just to actually kind of make the most of that exposure I never thought about it this way but you know news jacking is a thing do you know what news jacking is can you explain mm-hmm. to us or people that might be like what just is new jacking? Say it. yeah
1: I was like, it's a thing. It's a real thing. <clears throat> if you're on LinkedIn, you know what it is. It's where people jump on a trending piece of news and add their two cents. And then their two cents could potentially have a lot more reach because there's more eyes on the the initial piece of news. So you come on and give your hot take and TikTok is all about hot takes. So,
0: so I can yeah, I can definitely yeah. see how that could become also it's almost like again taking the trends as well, but now I'm thinking about a more topical way to do it, so I can genuinely see how all this can become really common. I'm gonna tell you my three top accounts that do this really well or places do really well. Ryanair on Twitter, whoever is their social media manager, they need a bloody race. Because it's always it's always on point and it's always so topical, and it's Ryanair, and you're like, why? But they're really good at it. Another one that I can think of that actually surprisingly good for who they are is Aldi. There is a supermarket in the UK, so completely random, but they really make a lot of these pieces of news their own. And I'm trying to think if there's anybody else on Instagram that does a really good job or somewhere else. Can you add one? Do you have one that you can think of like a brand that jumps on a lot of trends? I really like Ryanair. Honestly, Ryanair is brilliant and Aldi, but I don't want to just talk about the Twitter ones because Twitter is a good place for these. Mm. Um, and there are definitely other ones as well that are quite on point. Oh, maybe I have a third one still for myself. Uh, oh, Chipotle is really good as well in different places. Chipotle is a really really good one too. These are three B two um, DTC brands that are really good. Can you think of anybody else or
1: Reiner's TikTok's amazing? They don't really talk about <laughs> news that much. They do jump on trends a lot.
0: <laughs> uh, That's the thing.
1: So good do you know what i'm awful with the news i i don't really consume it on my like so it never comes up for me even newsjacking but i definitely agree like ryanair is so good on tiktok i love i love mcdonald's twitter but they don't talk about news they jump on like pop culture stuff quite a lot i really Mm -hmm. like mcdonald's twitter Mm
0: -hmm. i think it's also a reminder and thank you for bringing it up too it's also like a reminder that newsjacking to me because are jumping into sometimes really, really specific topical conversation is also something that when we talk about it to the students in the certification, I always say take that also with a pinch of salt because it is an art in itself because some of the topics, most of the topics, you need to be aware of the context. You need to make sure that it's relevant. You need to make sure that you can still fit in the conversation and obviously not being harmful to anyone. So like because people get mm. excited about the idea because you're like actually you can get a lot of eyeballs on it. But I'm like, yeah, but you know. You still need to remember that a lot of these are real conversations that are happening, and I think there has to be some sensitivity in it. It Aside from, again, Mm -hmm. the funny bits that are in their shares, but I think that's where you pick your battles a bit and choose what to talk about and how to talk about it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Look at us. I mean, we covered hashtags today, a lot of it. We talked about a bit of SEO in it. We talked about accessibility. We talked about Jason Momoa. Jason, if you're listening, we're still back at it. (laughs) I, mean, I I feel now there's another content idea for us which is literally like a meme with this just so that the listeners of the podcast can actually look at it and be like yeah yeah if you watch the movie i really do
1: a meme that says jason momoa the original algorithm just watch the movie and then you'll get the joke
0: that is brilliant i That's wish so i had that Oh god, I, I I need to write it down because I'm definitely gonna do that. Please watch it,
1: please like like Jed, please. I need someone.
0: Something. I will, I will. And again, listeners, like Jess is also imploring you. So if you're listening today, is your lucky day because you got a movie recommendation for tonight. Even if it's a Monday, you know what? Monday Monday movie club. Jess and Mamoa debug. Go and watch yeah. it. Now, if you want to tell us what you think about it, <laughs> just in case you feel inspired. You can drop us a message on any platform at Alt Marketing School or Alt Mark School on Twitter. What about yourself, Jess? If they have some hot takes on Jason for you, where should they go? That's I don't want any other
1: DMs apart from this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Just DM me on Instagram at jessica.sophia.bruno. Honestly, I wanna know your thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead serious. <laughs>
0: Well, thank you. And we'll see you next time. Or well, you will be in your ear drums next time. Until then, I really want to hear what you say. And yeah, we'll see you then. Class dismissed. Bye. <laughs> thank you so much for listening. Head to AltMarketingSchool.com to find out more about topics that we covered in this week's class. If you want to make your teachers happy, then hop onto iTunes and leave us a five-star review. Oh, and don't forget to spend the love on Instagram at School. Until next time.